Hey guys, welcome to Raw Reality, a podcast brought to you by myself, Tori Story, and Fit with Lily. We are here to unpack everything health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset, bringing you lighthearted and deep conversations about our raw reality. Buckle up, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, guys. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the pod. We, I, I don't know. We, hi. <laughs> Hello. We're here. We haven't done an R and R in like two weeks now, so it's yeah. a bit to catch up on because I still think you're wrong. No, okay. Last time it was our parents. Episode. Our parents episode. Yeah. Yep. So technically, we had that whole week up to my parent, our parents. Yep. Yeah. Then we've just had the week this that's gone. The week. Yes. Yep. So I'm right. But like we've only missed one episode of an R and R. Yes. Yeah. But there's two weeks to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just glad we clarified that. Perfect. Well, let's go straight into the R&R then. And you go first since you wrote notes. And okay, I perfect. There's like a few things been going mm. on. Um, first off, I put a boy on my story the other day. And I just wanted to preface, this is not a soft launch. This is not a new boy. He had 2,000 clicks on his name. 2,000. Um, just a friend. Literally, he's a photographer. He does, um, he shoots IFBB. Really, really, really good. And he knows a lot of people in the industry. I know like his friends and everything. So he did like one of my shoots in Perth because mm. he's originally from Perth. He came to Queensland this week because he has like IFBBs this weekend. So he's shooting for them. We caught up, went for a walk, got a coffee, put him on my story, which now looking back, he was facing away. I did yeah. a very small tag. Definitely my fault. But <laughs> I'm not going to put a boy on my story that fast. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. So anyways. We know her better than that. Come yes. on, guys. Yeah. And what was interesting, it was all my friends replying to my story saying, mm. I'm here for this. I'm like, excuse me? Here for here what? For what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just wanted to clarify. Yeah. That's not a thing. Um, so yeah, that was number one. Number two, if you like Taylor Swift, listen here up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift saw, well, it's at um, Travis Kelsey's game. And if you are into that, the girls are taking over the NFL. We mm. truly are. We have Alex Earl with Braxton. I think that's how you say his name for the Dolphins. Then we have Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Then we also have Alison Cooch and Isaac Cooch. Yeah. So it's amazing. So now I know everything really know about, the, <laughs> about the NFL. I'm on Taylor Swift TikTok and it's incredible and I love it so much. I just wanted to tell people that because if you're on that side of TikTok, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm invested mm. Deeply. Can't say I'm on that side. Yeah. Like she left in a car away from the stadium with no security because she felt safe with him. If that's not incredible, I don't know what is. He also made friendship bracelets. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, that was incredible. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, guys, I had food poisoning. I think food poisoning last mm. night slash this morning. I literally died. Don't ask me how I got here right now. I am feeling a lot better. I was actually well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you looked pretty dead this morning. I did, right? Yeah. yeah. I got home last night and I literally, in the space of an hour, went downhill so fast. Yeah, you literally. Wait, where was I? Downstairs with Jackson cooking dinner. Oh, yeah. I was cooking dinner. He came home, sitting there eating dinner. She just like comes down the stairs, stands in front of us, goes, I'm really not well and I'm going to go to bed. Good night. Yes. <laughs> and we were like, okay. Yeah, I literally had a shower and I got out and I was like, oh, something's wrong. I was freezing, like shivering, mm. but then sweating at the same time. Worst feeling. Worst feeling. And then when I get sick, for some reason, my glutes really hurt, which is mm. so random, but it's so bad. I could not sleep for hours on end because my body was in so much pain, mm. which is so random. And then I had like food poisoning symptoms the whole entire night and this morning. And then I had a nap and now we're feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I made her – so, you know, when you're sick, right, and you have to eat – like, my go-to is, like, toast with Vegemite or avocado. Bit of fats, get it in you. And I was like, well, you need to eat some bread. Yeah. So she goes and puts a crumpet in the toaster. That's bread. Personal. Yeah, but it's, like, a sweet – like, it's like a waffle, <laughs> right? And it's not going to soak everything up in there. So she was like, oh, fine, puts a bagel in and I'll <laughs> eat half of it. But I'm yeah. glad you ate it. I've had half a bagel in – like my, f I had cocoa bombs yesterday. Yeah, that was your dinner snack. at like six thirty, maybe. Yeah, because I was like behind on cal, so I was going to mm. push my dinner back. But then as soon as I ate that, I was like, oh no! So I haven't eaten hardly anything in ages. And I really had half a bagel, and it's two p.m. Yeah, and I'm not hungry. It's just not going to sit in my stomach. But mm. it's fine. I'm feeling better. Yeah. Um. Okay. Also, let's let's talk about boys for a second. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say straddle in. <laughs> Don't straddle, in. guys. Lock it. Let's talk about. My ex. Okay, yes. First. Yeah, we'll address that. Yeah, I literally talked about this to Tori last night because she said, oh, have you, a few days ago, she asked me if I'd message him. Mm. I said no. She asked me again yesterday 
and I looked Did at I her. ask you a few days ago? Yeah, you did when oh. mum was here. Well, mum oh. was here, so yeah, we had okay. that conversation. I couldn't be bothered bringing that up. Oh, yeah. Well, now she's going to know, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... So when Tori went away to Perth, we kind of, I touched on the podcast that like, I really struggled that week, cried quite a bit. Separation anxiety, some would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was by myself a lot. I wasn't used to that. <laughs> um, so that whole week, so Tori had been back for a week already at this point, I think. And literally since the Monday to the Saturday, I was like, okay, do I message him? Mm. You know, they always say don't break contact. Like, sorry. Yeah, don't message mm. them, whatever you're feeling. So I really sat on this decision. I was like, okay, do I want to message him? What am I going to say? What do I expect out of it? And every single day I was going back and forth in my head between that. So that is when the decision on the Saturday, I was, I think I just didn't have closure at that point. Our last message mm. was like very open-ended. We hadn't spoken in a month at that point. I was like, wow, this is wild. Going from like spending every single waking moment together to nothing in like mm. the space of a weeks. It's so weird. So weird. So I was like, okay, I think... I'll message him and I don't expect anything out of it. And that is when I was like, that's my decision because I'm not expecting anything. So I messaged him saying, I'm just checking in. Um, I did think he was going to reply straight away, but he took three days to reply. <laughs> so that kind of... I and your like, message too, like you were like, oh, I was pretty nice. Like too, probably too nice yeah. for like my standard. Yeah. But I like your message, you didn't write a message in ex like and expect something in return. No. And it was kind of a pointless message. It was, absolutely. Like when I read it. But... It's what you needed. Oh my gosh. Ever since he did reply, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> in a few days he replied and we kind of went back and forth here and there for like a few messages. That was it. Like literally nothing was spoken about. From that moment, I have not cried since and I felt a million times better. Mm. So sometimes you just need that initial like cut point. Okay. I feel good now. And that felt good for me. Yeah. And I think the best thing you did there was sit with the decision, mm. sit with like the do I, don't I for yeah. a week because like sometimes you can act on that just like urge. Yeah. And just be like, fuck, like just message. And then you say something you regret and then you look like a dickhead or yep. you feel like shit. So sit with that and then be like, okay, I, I've got to do something. Yeah. I messaged him like on that night and I also wrote myself a letter in my notes mm. that night. So when I woke up, I didn't regret it. Yep. And that was like really smart because I was yep. like, okay, that means I'm very level headed with this. But yep. anyways, feeling so much better. Love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Secondly. Secondly, guys, I have gone on a date. Ooh, um, drum roll. Yeah twice actually with the same guy <laughs> with the same guy wow yeah i know <laughs> guys i was so nervous you actually have no freaking idea like yeah. so nervous but at the same time i kind of knew what i was going to say had questions in my head we've gone for two walks so like nothing serious yeah, so at all like literally nothing's happened yeah so yeah that's li quite literally all you're gonna get yeah and like you just had to like put yourself out there and that was the thing as well i think i was like dwelling so much on like the past and not trying to move forward to the future mm. so it wasn't like a coping mechanism at all but now I know I'm like okay I actually feel so comfortable I wasn't thinking about like my ex at all like yeah. when I was with them which was so good so that meant that okay this was the right That's thing to big, do for me yeah big yeah. like moving forward point yeah because when Geordie and I broke up last time I if I went on a date I would think about him the whole entire time mm. whereas this time I didn't once yeah. so that was really comforting Proud. in myself yeah so <laughs> That's all the dates. Um, the <laughs> the updates. insights you Up get. Dates you're gonna yeah. get. Yeah, he's gone away for a while now. So, anyways, yuck! That is so disgusting <laughs> that that is out there. <laughs> that I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> so fun! I love it. Okay, uh, is that all? Uh, yep, that's everything. Okay, cool. Um, my R and R. I didn't actually write anything, so I'm just gonna riff on here. But um. What was the first thing I mentioned? Oh, my mum did her comp. So you guys, we spoke about this briefly last week. She did her comp and like, it was so incredible to see her on stage. Like she mm -hmm. did so well, um, but her lineup was insane. So she did oh. eight divisions and she thought all eight divisions were 50 plus. And so when she goes out on stage for the first two, there's 20 year olds on the stage. <laughs> yeah. And when you're getting compared to like how much saggy skin you have or mm -hmm. like, you know, how defined you are it's like well fucking no shit of course you're not gonna win mm. so I was almost gonna go out there and be like why even go out and waste like the energy to mm. be out on the stage with the 20 year olds and then she did say it to her coach as well she was like I, there's no real point for me mm. um but then again like good stage experience if she does do it again or whatever um but prior to like the 50 plus I was like maybe she'll come out and like she'll fucking kill it like not thinking yeah. what the 50s will look like None of the 50s, including my mum, looked like they were 50. No. When they started coming out, I was like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I've watched other ICN shows in the past. So I was like, yeah, your mum has a really good chance yeah. in the 50s plus. 
Joking. Yeah. They looked insane. Yeah. Don't know how they've had kids because quite literally oh. six pack shredded. Yeah. Insane. But like no loose skin. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But regardless, she did incredible and it was more just like the journey of, you know, learning food and nutrition and calories and macros and just even her training in the gym with her coach and stuff like that. So it's been incredible. And now she's freaking off to play netball and basketball next week. So Is she? Yeah. Oh she's a little God. weapon. Um, secondly, I signed with a new management. Yes. So I'm now with Vive, which probably has been a goal for a long time. I think like I've, I saw them a few years ago and a few of my friends with Vive and I was just like, I would love to be with that company. I don't know why. I just was like always drawn to them. Um, so when we got in contact and it started kind of happening, I was just like, wow, like this is cool. Mm. Um, within like two days of signing, I got an email of like one of the most crazy emails I've probably ever, probably second to Gymshark, to be honest. Um, and I can't say much yet. I'm not sure what I can say, but all I'm going to say is that I'm going away in like a week and a half. It's going to come up so fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering I booked it two weeks out is like, you know, um, so very excited and can't wait to tell you all about that. Um, just leaving me again. Yeah. For a week. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and I've just been training. It's been school holidays. So I've just been, I feel like social media is like a bit slower at the moment. Mm. I think all my collaborations have been the end of the month um, or somewhere at the start and they're like done. And now it's like an in-between. Um, there's a massive, well, actually would have launched. Gymshark have launched a new oh, yeah. like drop collection. Um, hopefully we've got our parcel and you've seen oh, it all by now. Lord. But yeah, that's the only downfall is like getting parcels from the UK is like yeah. a frustrating thing. And we thing. were also, we're meant to post tonight, but we haven't got yeah. them. So we can't. And I, we were meant to get contact this content this morning, but and I was literally on my deathbed. Yeah. So um, But there is some incredible, I'm like jealous for the people who are going into winter because the winter stuff oh, yeah. is so insane. So we'll be blasting our aircon so we can wear them. But yeah, obviously as always, our code is Tori or Fit with Lily yeah. for Gymshark, um, which is wild. <laughs> And wait, how did I get onto that? I actually have oh, brands. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I've been training for turf games. Yeah. So she's been going at it. Yeah. So my whoop is letting me know my recovery is quite low. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like at the end of the games. But yeah, I compete on Saturday and Sunday and you'll hear about it all next episode. You will. She's going to be dead. Yeah. But so I'm so excited. excited for you. It'll be so Same. good. Yeah. I'm ready. Keen. All right. We will we'll jump straight into this episode. So... We kind of just like made this up literally the other day, yeah. but we just wanted to kind of touch on fitness and nutrition in a way of stop trying to fit in a box and trying to do things you either don't want to do or you're doing them because someone else is. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've kind of written a fair few dot points on both of our experiences through this. Um, And we just kind of want to riff on it yeah, because it's a really cool topic. Yeah. This kind of came in my mind the other day because Toria was talking about like she wants to become more of a hybrid athlete, essentially. Mm. You want to strength train. You want to do some like power movements. You want to – or then you also want to do Pilates. Yeah. And then like there's so many different types of training you want to do. Yeah. And then all I want to do is strength training. Mm. And then someone else, all they want to do is run. Yeah. And it just like really goes to show that you can truly do whatever you want and you don't necessarily have to follow trends or – what anyone else is doing because I know that running is huge on TikTok and social media at the moment, which is yeah. incredible. But I know that some people are like, oh, do I need to run to look this way? Or do I have to do this to look like them? Yeah. And you literally don't at all. You get to choose whatever you want to do and you can change on a week to week basis and still make progress. Literally. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what the turf games training, even though it's literally been two or three weeks has taught me. So I might just start with this, even though we had it a bit down, but if you know me and you follow me for a while, I don't do cardio. Like I quite literally hated it. Yeah. Hate, not Same. I'm hated, not hate. So we're talking in the past <laughs> now, but I was not a cardio girly and never have been. I've never enjoyed it because of the way it makes me feel. I hate that. Like I literally feel exhausted that I can't do anything with the rest of my day. Um, I generally get lightheaded. I feel nauseous and I feel like it's come because growing up as an elite athlete, you go hard. Like, you get competitive, you got to push yourself to the limit, push yourself to throw up, all those sorts of things. Yuck. Looking back at cheer training, I yeah. specifically remember one day I was very competitive, like at yeah. cheer in terms of like conditioning. I like saw stars blacking out. Yeah. I'm like, that's disgusting. Why do I ever want to get to that point? Yeah. It just blows my mind. And I feel like there's a time and a place for it, for yeah. sure. Because I feel like I had that in the lead up to Worlds and I like to do that 
but in a safer environment. <laughs> yeah. Back then I kind of wasn't eating or drinking any water and would push myself to the limit. So anyway, we won't go there today. But yeah, I think I've really, I don't know. I got asked to do the turf games. I was like, fuck it, let's give it a go, right? And I went into this period with the biggest mindset change. Mm. I was like, I'm going into these games. I want to do well for myself. I felt so much fear around disappointing not only myself but my team because I'm not quote-unquote cardio girly mm. and I knew there was a lot of cardio in it. There's fucking swimming, there's running, there's everything that I hated, right? Yeah. And I was so terrified to let my team down because I hate that. But I'm so competitive that I would go so hard and freaking die early yeah. and then that's where I would fail. So I was like, I'm going to go into this properly. I'm going to train up my cardio. I mean, what can you do in two weeks? But we have done, we've done well. Um and so the first cardio session I did, I was like, I got through with no pain, no, like, of course I was tired and puffed, but like I wasn't, I didn't feel that dizziness or nauseous or anything like that. Cause I paced myself. Mm. I kept up with one of the boys who's like a tank and like, I loved it and I enjoyed it. And now I'm like, okay, I want to do cardio once a week. Yeah. And then I went in for my first swimming session, absolutely terrified because again, who wants to be, who wants to start something they're not good at yep. at the age of 23? Not many people, right? <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to allow myself to be bad at this. I'm going to allow myself to learn. I'm going to allow myself to try something new and learn from someone else um, and just throw myself in the deep end, literally. And now I'm like, fuck, I, I want to put swimming in my routine once a week. Yeah. Like, it's so fun. It's the biggest thing you said there was like being bad at something. Yeah. Whatever you start at, you're going to be bad at. For mm-hmm. example, when I first went to the gym, God, I had no idea what I was doing. I look back at some of my videos and so annoying half my videos like on a phone I cannot get into because mm. I've got a password. But I never went into the dumbbell section because I was literally scared of men. I would never use half the equipment. I'd do like bodyweight exercises. I look back and think, what was I actually doing? But you have to be bad to then get good at something and then to progress. You always start as a beginner and it's okay to be like that no matter what age you are at. You can start 50 at playing for example like netball like you Mm. don't there's no age specific to not start something yeah and I think that's the biggest reason well I know that's the biggest reason why people hold themselves back is because they're terrified of being bad and just terrified of not starting with the basics or the foundations but it's like you know that quote that's gone oh fuck the quote that's gone around on the billboard and it's like oh it went around heaps on like Instagram stories but it's like you know the first person to Oh, yeah. I can't even think. But like when they did their first rep, they were bad or like whatever it was. But it's so true. And I think I've just like lent into the fear, the, I don't know, just the fear of being bad or the fear of trying something new and just being like, well, fuck, it's not the way I'm going to learn. Yeah. And now I've gone swimming twice. I've done like five cardio sessions and I've enjoyed every single part of it. Yeah. And I'm like already planning how I'm going to pan out my gym sessions after the turf games and what I want to do. But I'm like... I'm not training for anything specifically. Maybe that'll change now. Mm. But I'm like, I want to do it all. Yeah, you're like, how about weightlifting? Yeah, I'm like, maybe do I do a weightlifting competition? <laughs> I haven't done one since high school, but that could be fun. Mm. But like, I'm just really enjoying challenging myself mm. in these areas now. Um, I loved when, or like the quote that we all know is, don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 20. Yeah, And that is like very big in my or my training industry. For example, like bikini competitors, I will compare myself to girls who have competed six times. And it's like, why am I comparing myself? I've literally so new at this still. They've been in the game for so long. They know the ins and outs of it. Why am I comparing? There's Mm. absolutely no need to. And it goes with everything as well. Like, for example, you start swimming. You could be like, oh, I'm not going to swim this race because I'm not as good as you. Mm. Yeah, but you're literally just starting and that is okay. And everyone around you also accepts it. They don't expect you to come out and swim the fastest lap. Exactly when I have clients that be like, oh, it's my first time in the gym. I'm so sorry. I'm like, why are you apologizing? It's mm, like so I good that you're... people apologize. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's so good that you're starting something new and mm. you're a beginner at and now let's work towards getting better. Yeah. Two things I want to say on that. Some people might look at you and at your first chapter of bodybuilding, first place pro card and be like, how, what the fuck, why? Mm. How do I do that in my first season? But yes, that's your first chapter of bodybuilding, but it's your chapter 30 of being an athlete. Yeah. And adapting to new environments and changing and and pressure and all that sort of stuff. Your cheer background has built you into the person you are to be able to make the changes into bodybuilding. Yeah. So people can't forget that either. It's like the same. I was thinking about it just then for like my session this morning. I went in to work on technique for shoulder to overhead Mm. and I moved so quickly because I'm able to pick up cues. I'm able to understand corrections, techniques 
and apply things super quickly to be able to progress very fast. Yeah. And literally added 10 kilos to my PB (laughs) in the matter of an hour because I was so quick at picking it up. And like my coach would just was saying like, I was only letting you do this because I can see that you Mm. apply and you're strong enough and whatever. But it's because of my, all my acro. And he was even like, yeah, you're a gymnast. Like it makes sense. So it's like, also just sometimes you, and maybe people only know you as a bodybuilder. So they don't know that cheer background, but you can't just assume. But I can also look at you and be like, how the hell did you push 80 kilos over your head? I Mm. could be like, I'm so jealous. I'm so annoyed. Like my shoulder press guys, don't even talk about it. I cannot shoulder press. I can't overhead press, which is slightly wild because of cheer. You think I'd be able to, Mm. but there was two other girls holding them up as well. So I don't really have, it was more technique and holding, not pushing, but I could have looked at Troy and be like, oh my God, I'm so jealous, so annoyed. But then you take a step back, you're like, well, she's actually been doing this her whole entire life. Yeah. You know, you already have that foundation of strength. Yeah. In the same place. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to touch on, which I spoke about on my story very briefly, is always commit to being the student. And I think like we've spoken about this with like Riley and Taylor and everyone, like you can so easily learn and grow and just continue to put yourself on a pedestal and be like, oh, I don't need to really like learn anymore mm. in some areas. Whereas this morning I like put myself in in a class with two other girls and the coach and all I had to do was just sit and listen. Mm. And I was not only sitting and listening to my cues, but I was watching every girl's technique. I was watching the cues he was giving to her. And I always say this to the kids that I teach, you not only learn from the, the cues your coach gives you, but you learn from the cues that your coach gives your teammates. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing. I Our coach is always taught, listen to what our coaches are telling everyone. Yeah. Because you will be able to, you'll be able to time collapse. Because you'll be like, right, he said to her, point her feet and twist this way and it'll be faster. So you go, right, I'm just going to add that. And then that's one less cue they're going to give you. Because yeah. you've taken it on yourself. And that's just not like in the gym or whatever, that's in life. And I think when you can always commit to being the student, you'll time collapse, you'll learn faster and you'll have an easier time at taking on opinions. Because there's so many people out there who hate people telling them what's wrong and what's right. And that's when that type of person will never improve. Mm. The second you can't handle constructive criticism oh. is the second that your ego is one, gotten in the way yep. until you're actually not going to progress. I hate when someone's like, oh, I'm confident in this. I don't need to do it anymore. I don't yep. need to learn. You could be the smartest person or the best person. You could hold records, but there's always something you need to learn. Mm-hmm. It's always like Olympic swimmers or the fastest 100 meter sprinter in the world. They've still got things that they need to learn and improve. So don't think that you know everything pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Also just touching on trying something new, which we actually haven't spoken about, I don't think. We are going to dance classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guys, I suck. <laughs> I, I'm so bad. But it's so fun. But it's so fun. And number one, yes, I feel like I look like an idiot sometimes. There's, we had to do this turning combo. Uh, but you kind of slayed at the end. Did I? Maybe was, not sleep, but you did well. It's a video. You just imagine for a second. You know, like when you have a five-year-old that's like lost on stage and she's <laughs> looking around and she's like, what do I do, mom? That was me. Like, I just can't do it. But other like combos throughout, I feel like I'm a lot more confident at. Yeah. And yeah, it's so fun though. And I feel like, like, yes, dance is an area we've both done to a certain extent. And now me teaching in the dance industry, like I'll watch my kids that I teach and pick from them. I can tell. (laughs) Like I I will literally learn from my kids who are obviously better the dancers than me just by watching them. Yeah. And, or it's like, I'll watch like the dance teacher when when we're at dance class, I'll watch her do the combo and pick little things that I'm like, that looks good. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then like tweak it to my own. Yeah. And I think like if you do that well too, like you were like, you watched a video and you're like, oh, I need to bend lower on this thing. Yeah. And it's like. The smaller the details you can pick up, the better you're going to be. Yeah. And that's just another instance of put yourself out there. Mm. No one's going to look at you and be like, oh, she can't dance. No one really cares at all. Because when you're, they split the class in like half and you all like, you perform in front of each other. That is scary as shit because you don't really know what you're doing. You only have 45 minutes to pick up this combo and now mm. you're doing it by yourself. And it is really scary, but you could sit out and be like, oh, I'm not doing that in front of people. Or you can put yourself out there and be bad mm. and then get better and build that confidence. Because at the end of the day, if you're in a dance class and one girl stopped halfway through because she doesn't know what she's doing, you're not going to be like, oh, lol, that's so funny. She doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. You, your mind might not even go there. You're just watching the other girl. Mm. Like, no one actually cares. And when you're doing it in front of that group, you forget that you're doing it for someone because you're so focused on what you've just <laughs> learned and trying to not forget it. Yep. But then when you've got to think about too, when you're sitting there watching someone, if someone 
marks up. You're not like, oh my God, she just marked out. Like she doesn't know what she's doing. You just go, oh, next person. Yeah, like exactly. You, it's a second of a thought. So why would it be any different when someone's watching you fuck up? Yeah. Also just kind of like on Tori, like picking up cues from other people. If we're dancing in the dance class and it's like one half is doing the routine and the other half sitting down. When everyone else is sitting down, Tori's in the corner <laughs> at the mirror practicing the combo. Guys, this is a 45 minute class where you don't, you learn a new combo every single week and she's practicing in the corner. So it just really goes to show that if you want something bad enough, mm. you will get there. Because yeah. I just like love dancing and mm. I know I know how I learn and I can't sit down and watch someone else do it. I just like, can you keep going? Yeah, it also goes to show it's how you do one thing is how you do everything, mm. right? So if you're in that dance class and you're sitting out the front, it's like, okay, you're always taking back seat, but mm. you're always leading yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's never coming, like I'm never doing it to be rude, like not watching no. the other girls. I'm literally just like watching them, doing it myself, picking up cues. Like I'm just constantly like doing it and learning. Yeah. Um, well, we riffed on that for we a while. We did. Okay. But yeah, you go. Well, I was just going to say... Now let's try and touch on quickly like following other people on Instagram, for example, and feeling like you have to do what they do to look that certain way. No matter what you do, if you copy someone's diet, you copy someone's routine, every day-to-day basis, every little thing, you're not going to look the same as them. No. Not even close to. I have clients who will be like on a very similar program. They look million times different and their progress, again, is a million times different. Mm. So your journey is going to be different to someone else. So stop comparing okay, I've started running, why don't I look like her? Mm. Or I've started Pilates because that's how she looks. I want to look like that. You're not going to. Yeah. yeah. That's like, I'm just going to really like pluck an example here. Mm-hmm. But let's say Isabel Mathers. Yes. Right? Gorgeous, skinny, like lean, quite toned. And <laughs> I, I saw her add. in person the other day, can confirm. Yeah, like she's been adding boxing in, like she's looking great. Yeah. But if I was to then copy her routine, there is no way in the world I would look like her Mm-mm. because we have complete different genetics. We have our bodies respond differently and that's just life. But I think with social media, as it, as much as it, as much as it is such a positive, amazing thing, this is where the negative side of it can really come in because people get attached to wanting to look a certain way. And I think like our society and generation is still caught up in how we look. Yeah. It's definitely improving, but I think we're still so caught up in comparing ourselves and being like, oh, like she's skinny. She's got a, th-. I think we're phased out of the thigh gap, like kind of <laughs> error. That was high school. But I think there's still an element of like, I still want to be that skinny girl, tone, lean, whatever it is that is for you. Like I've come to the realization, like I'm not going to be that tall, lean, skinny girl. <laughs> Because I'm short, I've got a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. I'm not short, but like, you know, I'm not tall. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of muscle mass and I have a solid frame, Yeah, you could say, right? So I've I've got to accept the fact that I will actually never be this tiny, petite little girl. Mm-hmm. And that's just facts because that's my bone structure. That's a big thing. And that will never change. And in comparison, I feel like I have a lot smaller bone structure. Yeah, so you have a tinier frame. Yes. So I can tone up like really easily so I've got it I'm on like the other end of a scale for example Mm. we can do the exact same thing and we're going to look so different we can eat the same we kind of pretty much do eat the same things as well majority of the time and I would say we probably look quite similar but also we're just never going to look the same no matter what we Mm. do yeah so it's even genetics as well like my sisters look different to how I do like we've picked up different traits from our family so there's just no point comparing to other people I think the quicker you come to the realization that your journey is your own, the quicker you'll actually see results. Yeah. And the quicker you can just not focus on what everyone else is doing and the way everyone else looks, focus on how you want to feel, mm-hmm. then you will start to see results. You'll start to feel better, which then in your head you will look better. Yeah. Because guarantee you, you won't look any different to anyone else. Mm. Maybe you'll look happier, but you're not going to look different to anyone else the way you look in your own head. Yeah. A very good example is I had a client who came to me. She's like, I really want to lose weight to start off with. So we kind of went straight away into a deficit phase because that was her goal. And that's what I was going to help her with. Hardly lost any weight at all. Like really struggled. Um, Food wasn't on point. Training wasn't as good. So I was like, okay, we need to come out of this. And she was like pretty much like, that's what everyone else, like I want to look like everyone else essentially. So we came out of that. We've sat at reverse maintenance for like weeks on end now. She's now educated. She's now confident in herself and 
we kind of had a conversation and she was like, I trust myself now. I know, I don't care what anyone else thinks of me. I'm like tunnel vision on myself. The mindset switch from trying to please other people to trying to please yourself is going to make the mm-hmm. biggest difference in the world because now she looks incredible after one, increasing her cows and focusing on the gym, focusing on herself in that, not trying to lose weight, not trying to please other people. And she looks like her mindset's a million times different. She says she's happy and just like everything is thriving in her life at the moment because she swapped her mindset from other people to herself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could talk about this topic for days. I know. Um, and now I've lost my train of thought. Love that for me. But I think it's like, I feel that because how many times do we, you know, let's say your coach gives you an eight week program. You kind of go through it, you do that. And then you do another eight week and then it's another eight week. But then you kind of start to like get a little bit bored. Right. So for me, I'll do. So Jackson's given me program after program for the last, like, since I've been with him three years. And I've gone through phases where I'm like bored as hell. I'm like, okay, I need my gymnastics back. I need my Pilates. I need something different. And I think it's like allowing yourself to do that and not being like, no, but I have to stick to this, this structure, this routine, this program, or I won't see results. Yeah. Whereas the last two weeks of training for turf, I'm like, I have enjoyed every single session. And I've actually started to see results in my strength, in my mindset, in the way that I feel. And it's it's coming from the enjoyment of my sessions. So now I will create a plan coming out of turf, but I kind of just want to like write down what I want to hit in a week. And when I wake up, I'm like, that's what I'm going to do today. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm going to go swim laps. Today, I'm going to go do a cardio. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to the CrossFit gym. Like I want to train and you're different, obviously, but I want to train for enjoyment right now. Because I know that's when I'll get my best results. That's what I literally say to everyone. If you don't Mm. enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to be consistent. There's just no way. And that's even with me as well. If I didn't love what I was doing, there's no way I would be consistent with it. But that's my passion. That's what I enjoy. So again, you always enjoy different things. Some people freaking hate strength training and they only like Pilates and running. And that's what works for you. Yeah. 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 100%. Another just kind of leading off the back of that is progress takes time. Yeah. And a lot more time than you think. This also goes back into stop comparing your chapter one to someone's chapter 20. You could be like, I've done an eight week program. Why haven't I lost weight? Why don't like literally like why me? You compare yourself to someone else. Yeah, but they've done like work over three years to Mm. get to where they are. It hasn't been one eight week challenge. You have to be consistent every single day. And that's probably like the biggest thing as well, where I see like everyone I work with is everyone wants to take the shortcuts. Which is fine. It comes down to education and you actually don't understand. That comes down to our um, society too, with instant gratification. Exactly. The longer it takes to get somewhere, the better it's actually going to be because you're going to be able to hold on to that. You've had a whole lifestyle revamp. If you see, and like if you do an eight-week challenge, yes, you're probably going to most likely lose weight if you drop calories, increase cardio, but you're not going to be able to hold on to that for Mm. very long at all. You need to revamp your whole entire lifestyle and it takes a long time. Same as building muscle. If you're in a growing phase and you've only been there for three months, you're not going to see much difference. You have literally have to do like six months. Okay, you go into a deficit, then you're back at uh, growing face for another eight months then you may start to see actually significant progress mm. so really just take a step back and be like okay am I just wanting to take the shortcut am I just opting for like the easy way out you actually have to put in the work day in day out to get to where you want to be yeah with that like I've experienced that firsthand because when I got really sick I gained 10 to 12 kilos in 10 weeks like yeah. that's a really short time it yeah. was not healthy it was there was a lot going on but to lose that took me over 12 months Yeah, to lose 12 kilos. And that 12 months looked like losing five, gaining two, losing two, gaining three. Yes. And that was like this incredible up and down yo-yo journey to get to a place where I can actually sustain it. Mm-hmm. And across that 12 months, I learned what my body likes, what it doesn't like. How can I lose weight faster? How to lose weight slower? How to maintain this, do that. Like that 12 months, even longer. And I just remember it so vividly. I remember everything I did the biggest thing was showing up every day, consistency, trusting in my coach, aka boyfriend, <laughs> um, but trusting in the people who know what they're doing and allowing the process to happen and not being like, I need to lose this 12 kilos in three weeks. Yeah. Because let me tell you, when you finish that three weeks and you lose that 12 kilos, you will gain that 12 kilos back. Yeah. And someone posted this the other day that their client had lost like, it's like seven and a half kilos in three weeks. And I was like, Jackson and I just looked at each other and I was like, that's just not sustainable. No. Like, sorry to break it to you, but that isn't healthy. No. Like losing seven kilos in three weeks is not healthy. And 
I'm so grateful for Jackson because, you know, when I was trying to lose weight before I met him, I was trying to do the six-week challenge, the eight-week challenge, lose this in five days. Like all that stupid shit that isn't sustainable and it's taught me everything, but I just, I can't wrap my head around that people are still trying to do it Mm. because I'm like process, the process, the journey is where you get your knowledge Mm -hmm. and where you create sustainable results. You have to enjoy the journey, not the destination. Yeah. If you're just like focused on the destination, you're actually truly never going to get there because once you're there, you're not going to be happy. And then you're going to want something else. And once you reach that, you're not going to be happy. You truly do have to enjoy the journey. And majority of the time, I actually don't drop my client's curls like that low, like Mm. probably like a moderate amount because if you do this whole quick fix, well, one, they're not going to actually stick to it for very long. It's going to be really hard. It's not going to be enjoyable. You're going to opt for like other cravings and everything. Too restrictive. Too restrictive. You still need to enjoy your life while doing it at the same time. Yeah. You said a really good quote this morning. Yeah. I kind of just whipped that one out, didn't (laughs) I? You did. I think I thought of like an analogy and it was, you have to think about like your fitness journey, your nutrition, whatever it is that you're doing like you're watering a plant. So you go to Bunnings, right? You buy a plant, you chuck it in the backyard, you give it some water. It's not going to go from zero to growing apples in two days. Yeah. Assuming it's an apple tree. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take a fucking long time Yeah. to grow a nice, beautiful apple tree with beautiful red apples. Juicy apples. Juicy pink lady apples, (laughs) right? It's going to take time. And if you take that approach, I guarantee you, you will see results better, more healthy and sustainable. Yeah. I cannot exp- like, what's the word? Stress that enough because since I've been on my journey, I've been able to maintain my weight within, you know, three to five kilos and not go unhealthy, overweight, unhealthy, underweight since that yeah. what, f- three years ago. Yeah. And now I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know how to do it. And if I ever get stuck, I ask someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Let's go off the back of that analogy. You put fertilizer on that apple tree, right? <laughs> yeah. Fertilizer helps grow healthy plant. It's not going to grow steroids, suddenly. if you will. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We have to... There is steroids on the side for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. we're talking about creatine. We're talking about oxy shred. Mm. That is relation to the... Oh, my God. Oxy shred. I went through this dangerous oxy shred stage. Did you? Mm. Um, let's pretend that it's fertilizer. If you put that on the apple tree, it's not going to grow overnight. It's still not going to see progress suddenly. It may help maybe like 1%, just be Mm. a little bit more healthy. And that's what so many people think. They think they're going to take creatine. They think they're going to take oxytrid, fat burner, alcarnitine, whatever it may be, that they're going to see results in a week. Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Yes, they um, help Mm. and they can boost. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to your training consistency and nutrition. You're not going to see a progress since taking that. Yeah. You're not going to see hardly anything. It's just going to aid recovery. It's going to help in terms of like, I don't really like to say fat loss because it's not really if you're not doing everything else Mm. the right way. My God, my oxygen space. So this was like when I was like prime sick, like trying to lose my my weight. And from my mum's background and kind of all she knew was like cardio, 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 eat less. So I was like, cool, let's just fucking eat nothing and train yeah. cardio six times a day. And we had a gym like downstairs in our apartment and I went to F45. So I would get up, have oxygen on an empty stomach, go down and like sweat my ass off in the downstairs gym, come home, have a little bit of food, do whatever, have more oxygen, go to F45. Like literally killing Jesus. every part of me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just wouldn't do that now, you know? <laughs> no. But like I, I did have to go through that to learn. But now you have people like us who have been through it to yeah. help you and guide you to not have to go through that ugly phase to just see long-lasting, easy, sustainable results. Yeah, I love that. Period. Yeah. Okay, let's kind of now move more into nutrition. Yeah. And this also goes the back of like whatever I eat, whatever Tori eats, we all need different things at the end of the day. And whatever works best for you is going to be like, okay, you don't have to compare if your friend, you're out for dinner, and they stop halfway because they're full, doesn't mean that you have to stop halfway. Yeah. You can finish if you're still hungry. Big thing when I grew up, I was known as eating everyone else's meals. Me too. <laughs> oh my God. I was the... Um, the the seagull? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, my mum was actually the seagull. Oh. I was, I was yeah, fucking just eat anything and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it just goes to show that like, it's okay. You don't have to do what everyone else does. If someone doesn't want an ice cream and you want an ice cream after dinner, go get yeah. the ice cream. We're I hungry think, gals. Yeah, I think growing up, we really compare 
our food habits to other people. Mm. And it is really hard. Like you're like, okay, they're stopped eating. Should I stop eating? Like, am I meant to do that? Yeah. And you don't know. You're just learning. Yeah, exactly. The same as everyone else. But end of the day, food is fuel. The second you swap your mindset from food is calories to food is fuel, so much in your world shifts Mm. because you know and you're educated on how to fuel your body correctly. The biggest thing that I learned was the more I ate, the more energy I had, the better my mood was, the better I trained, which in turn lead to more results because I actually had energy to put in the work in the gym. The best thing you can do is eat before you train. And I truly always say that unless you're doing like intense cardio, still try and have like some sort of carb source, but quick carbs are going to be your best friend in terms of like jam on rice cakes, honey, banana, whatever it may be. Yes. Yum. I also try to stick away from the fats before you train. Oh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Just so digestion is slowed down a bit, but even then, quick carbs are so good before you train. An LCM bar is my favorite at the moment. Probably not the healthiest, but mm. oh well. <laughs> um, pineapple is really good as well. Anything that you can get in is going to benefit your training session and you will notice a huge difference. 30 minutes before you train, getting those quick carbs, your muscles now have glycogen and it's your main energy source and you can push mm. really hard. If I'm doing a cardio session, especially in the morning, I like to have like a kiwi fruit, some yes. strawberries, a mango, whatever. Just because I find like I don't have caffeine or oxygen. Um, oxygen. I do have oxygen. Um, pre-workout. Um, and sometimes I'm like, I just need like a bit of sugar. So I'll have that natural source of mm. a kiwi fruit just hits the spot. I, like it's so great. We randomly love kiwi fruits now. Yeah. Like it's so good. And I started eating the skin. Oh, you did? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It is. Only gold kiwis. You can oh, eat the skin. Yeah. Not the other ones. I hate green kiwis. Yeah, they're gold. really fairy. Yeah. Um, but I'll generally have, yeah, like a kiwi fruit is my go-to before cardio. And then if, if I'm doing strength, it's a bagel with jam and PB. Yes. If I'm training like midday, I definitely have like a decent breakfast and then yeah. I have my quick yeah. carbs. So it obviously depends what time of the day you're training. If you're training at 5 a.m., it does fucking suck to have fruit before. Like sometimes mm. it's the last thing you want to eat. Two rice cakes, I promise you, eat them on the way to the gym. It will like, you'll just feel so much better. Yeah. And I promise you, you kind of got your, get your body used to eating before you train can I just say yeah wouldn't you love to go back to your training days with all the knowledge we have now my god like I would fucking love to be 17 again training for worlds with the knowledge that I have now yeah imagine how much healthier you could have been yeah imagine how much more strength you probably would have had I probably wouldn't have dropped that skill at worlds and maybe podium finished (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also just mental clarity as well yeah have you heard of isogenics yes I did that. Mum did too. Yeah. While training for cheer worlds. Yeah. Same. Like why the hell I did that? I don't know. There was like these stupid little like. I remember. Circle things. Yeah. Not at 60 calories each. Apparently it's meant to suppress your appetite. Why I'm having the that. The chocolate ones? Yes. Yep. Why I'm having that at 17 years old? Not sure. Not Just you. have a piece of chocolate. <laughs> have an apple instead. 60 yeah. calories. Exact same thing. You're actually oh, going to get more vitamins. It's fucked. And at the end of the day, I just ate them because they taste good. So yeah. I had three of them. That's nearly, that's 200 calories. Yeah. I could have actually had a decent snack that would have fueled me correctly. It's so <sighs> fucked. Anyways. <laughs> Don't know why I did But that. just like our kids are going to be perfect. They are. <laughs> They're going to be perfect like us. Yeah. But it's so frustrating because I'm just like. I know. Uh, and we had, we did have like nutritionists. Well, I was at a sports school. So we had nutritionists and dietitians at our school that you could mm-hmm. go speak to. We had special sessions with them speaking. We had nutritionists come to our um, acro gym. But I just remember like straight over my head. Yeah. Like I feel like now when, when you speak to kids at school and stuff, there's a certain way that you've got to present it and go yep. about it for them to like take it on board. Yeah. And I think it's like when you can really relate to them and be like really connective with them, mm. then they're going to take it on board. Cause we used to just, I know we did not give a fuck. I do like, you do grow and you do learn through yeah. everything as well to get to a point where you are now, you do have to go through the shit in life. And I feel like everyone's done that, but I hope yeah. now like the next generation, it might be a little bit more educated around that. Cause Hopefully. our parents weren't really like, no, realistically, our parents def- so different yeah in generations exactly now just going into like dieting phases and everything you don't have to be in a growing phase you don't have to be in a deficit phase you can literally eat to just be healthy on a day-to-day basis and that is okay because I know social media if you're like more in like the fitness community everyone's always in a bulk or everyone's always in a deficit cutting it's okay to just eat whatever you want Mm. on a day-to-day basis yeah Mm. I feel like 90% 90% of our listeners would be lifestyle. Mm. 
And there's that 10%, I reckon, that are bodybuilding yeah. athletes of some sort. So I think it's like so important to know what you're doing mm-hmm. and to always reflect on it as well and just sit in a, in a place of like, okay, am I training this because I want to? Am I eating this because I want to or I'm eating this because I'm punishing myself? Yeah. Or am I going to the gym today because I'm punishing myself? Maybe I instead want to go for a bike ride. Yeah. Like you always have to sit in a, in that, not always, but like it's so good to sit in that state of reflection and be like, how do I actually want or what do I actually want to train today? Mm. Because I think as we grow up, we're not going to always be athletes. We're not going to always be training for a competition. So the quicker you can like figure that out, the less pressure you're going to have on yourself. Like sure, if you're training for a competition, it's different. Mm. Like if you're anything like Lily and I, your ball's against the wall and you're training <laughs> fucking hard to win that competition yeah. and do the best you can do, be the best version of you. But when it comes to lifestyle, and I feel like I really have experienced both of them completely. Yeah. So it's like the quicker you can like take all that pressure off yourself and figure out why you're doing it, it's going to make it so much more enjoyable. And it's just coming down to the enjoyment again. Yeah. If you want to make fast progress and tracking your food is the way to do it, 100%, it's going to help a lot more. Mm. Um, there was definitely something I was going to say and I <laughs> definitely just forgot it twice as you were speaking and I'm going to keep thinking, but I don't think it's going to come back. Well, I wrote a note because two weeks ago, on the podcast I was like I'm just so happy like not um deficiting not tracking my calories and then literally the day after we recorded I think I might have said to you or I said it in my head anyway no you did I was like I think I want to track again I think I want to go back into a deficit and there's just going to be so many different days and I think now too because I've come across such a big journey of you know quote-unquote weight loss and weight gain and shredding up and then getting a bit pudgy and like all like I've had it all right Mm -hmm. and so I now know if I'm like oh I want to lose quick three k's safely and healthily I know what to do yeah and I don't do it in like two weeks yeah I will do it over time but I know how to do it with enjoyment still yeah and so it's like yes that takes time obviously it's taken me four years to figure that out but now I'm like I like I've always said I train for feel now for how I feel but I know how my body works and that takes fucking time It does. Like our parents still figure that out from time to time. Exactly. It's all about education. I do remember what I was going to say is what Tori said before you, I don't know what you said before now, but Mm. a lot of my clients will come to me. They'll be like, I want a meal plan. Yeah. I want a meal plan. I want a meal plan. I'm like, okay, I can give that. Well, actually, no, I don't do meal plans, but I don't do that because I think it's so important to educate yourself around food. I think meal plans should be scrapped. Once, yeah, once you're stopped with me, how are you going to know what to eat? Yeah. You can't eat the same thing every single day. Or why you've made that meal plan. Exactly. I remember doing meal plans from a coach and just like eating shit I hated. Yeah. Eating it because it was on my meal plan. Whereas the second that I went to Jackson and he was like, we're doing your macros, you eat what you want, you fit your calories. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay, let's explore. Yeah. And I actually got to eat things I enjoyed which again comes down to enjoyment, which made my journey better, yep. more enjoy, joy, enjoyable. Yep, that's the way. <laughs> and the thing is, you're going to suck at it to start with. Oh, yeah. I had no, no idea, idea how to track my yep. food. And guys, I was like going into prep at this time and I still honestly kind of had no idea. My coach wasn't like, this is exactly how you track this, exactly what you do. It's all about learning yourself. You have to be bad at it to start. And then like, even now I still like learn little things here and they're like, oh, I've actually been tracking that wrong. I'm going to track it like this now. Oh, I put that in wrong. Okay, that's fine. Now, throughout my prep, I think there was once where a lot of food you do weigh raw, but this type of pasta you weighed cooked. So I think I was having like double the, or I don't know what weight it was around, but I was having double the amount of cows. And mm. I didn't realize until after two weeks. And I was like, oh shit wasn't my fault at all like oh, well it was <laughs> but like yeah I didn't know and then yeah. I learned through that and now I know moving forward so you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna stuff up but that's the way to learn and my mum's just started like tracking her cows as well and I always start say start with tracking calories and protein don't worry about fats don't worry about carbs yep, that's what I do yeah start with protein and cows and then work your way up and figure the macro split because it can be really hard at the end of the day yep. to get it all perfectly but don't put too much pressure on yourself to be perfect straight away yeah I think early days when I was first starting, we did all macros. Um, but now if I track, I'll only ever do cows and protein. Yeah. Ever. It's a good way to do yeah. it. Yeah. It definitely helps so much. Love um, that. Do you have anything else to touch I on do. in terms of nutrition? I have, okay, let's go. No, I have a recommendation. Oh, yes. To come to a closing. Do you have anything else? I think the, that's pretty topic? much it. I actually 
I'm going to rate that one of my favourite episodes. That was really good, yeah. personally. Yeah. I have a, a recommendation for you guys. It is a podcast mm-hmm. and it's called The Pursuit of Wellness. I have been binging the episodes. One in particular that I'm going to post on Raw Reality on Monday. Okay. So everyone just remind me about that. Um, but it was all about um, like periods, hormones, the pill, all that sort of stuff. And it was probably the most insightful podcast I've ever listened to in terms of the female body. Wow. Yeah. I need to listen to it. You need to listen to it. It was with a – so the Pursuit of um, Wellness is um, Mari. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she's stunning and I'm going to try and get her on our podcast. She's from America. She's not following Tori today. Yes. And I am just like – I'm just having a little fangirl. Um, But, yeah, I've just started binging episodes and that episode was with a naturopath. And so insightful, I cannot explain. So I'm just going to leave that there and you can go and listen. I'll link it. And then there was another one that I finished this morning on, again, it was with another naturopath, but it was just like a different, like the same, I guess you could say values and morals and points, but like different sides. So she talked through like seed cycling and... I have heard that. Yeah. So I'm like really interested in seed cycling right now. Mm. Um, So yeah, it was just like so insightful and every female that walks this earth needs to listen to it okay. yeah well you came home and you're like we're actually throwing out all the plastic containers and we're throwing out all our cleaning products we're only getting glass containers and we're getting natural products and i was like okay <laughs> lily was like what podcast did you listen <laughs> that was to the very first thing i said i said what did you I was just like, listen well, to <laughs> but no i just think and it is hard because our environment it's going to take a lot to change our environment is so toxic mm. but there are so many little things that you can change to help your life, your lifespan, your life quality and all that sort of stuff, which I am huge on. Yeah. But just like all these little things, I was just like, wow. And it's one of those episodes that you need to listen to a few times to just like really just like take it all in. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I'll listen to it. Yeah. And our sunrise Another walk. side note, guys. Um, Sarah's day is currently on the Gold Coast <laughs> and I want to find her. <laughs> she was like, Lily, Sarah's day is coming to Gold Coast this weekend. We should find her. I'm like, find her and do what? Yeah. What do you want take to do? Take a photo and ask her to come on our podcast. <laughs> I mean, sure. I think I would have a great chat with her. I definitely All things think skin, you would. PCOS. I think you'd become oh. best friends. Yep. Okay. Watch well, this space, guys. <laughs> I can't wait for our next episode where we're going to hear about Tori's Turf Games. Oh see my if God, she's yeah. survived. <gasps> um, and yeah. And then I'm off to Melbourne, end of next week. And then I'm off to. Away. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, love that episode. Sounds Hope you great. guys loved it. Don't forget to share mm-hmm. on. All your socials. Yep. Tag us at rawreality.podcast. Yep. And Tori Story and Fit with Lily. Yep. Give us a five-star review. We would absolutely appreciate that. It's so easy. All you have to do is go on Spotify and click five. Yeah. Not one five. That's <laughs> that's pretty simple. Yep. I think you could all do that. And um, we'll love you guys so much. Speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.